What's going on, everybody in Sharks Territory? Welcome to the Late Night Stream here in San Jose, California. That is the Shark City Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron James. Welcome to the 23rd episode, our second season here. Uh, this is the official podcast of the SharkCityHockey.com, um, pardon me, and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, we're going to be going into the Detroit overtime loss that ironically came on the same day that NHL commissioner Gary Bettman states that teams do not intentionally tank. We're going to preview this weekend's games against the Carolina Hurricanes and the Pittsburgh Penguins. But first, we are going to talk about the latest news here in the last 24 hours. And that is the transaction of Matt Nieto and Ryan Merkley headed to Colorado. All right, so um, we also acquired, um, excuse me, so the Sharks acquired Jacob McDonald and Martin Kaut. Um, so we'll talk about that trade. We'll talk about the slight little impact it has on the cap space. We'll talk about who we require, who we acquired, pardon me. So we'll talk about Jacob McDonald and Martin Kaut and where they'll be headed. And, uh, you know, then we'll give our reaction to the trade. Uh, so um, first and foremost, let's just start with the obvious uh, uh, Matt Nieto is a fan favorite and Ryan Merkley has kind of been on the opposite side of that coin in Sharks territory as of late. Uh, we'll get a little bit into that um, in just a moment, but per cap friendly, the trade unloads only 87,500 from the salary cap from the Sharks um, and Purdy athletic Mike Greer, general manager, Mike Greer, his comments were that, and I quote, Jacob is a versatile veteran player who has been an all-star at the American Hockey League level and will add depth to our NHL lineup. Um, he also said this of um, Martin uh, Cotts, which is Martin is a former first-round pick who bolsters our group of young developing forwards at the American Hockey League level. All right, so with that being said, let's... Um, well, first, before we um, introduce the new faces here in Sharks territory... I want to talk about this face uh, just the other day. So this right here came through Sharks social media. Okay, so they posted this. This is the game day. And it just makes me think and wonder here. And pardon me for those of you who are listening to the um, audio version of this. I highly encourage you to check out the video. If you go to SharkCityHockey.com, we always have the video and the audio in our post. So you have um, both of them right there at your fingertips. But here's Matt Nieto. Walking into the Little Caesars Arena right um, on game day. And it just makes... I remember seeing this on game day right before they dropped the puck on social media. And I was I just couldn't help but think, um, like, man, what if he already knows? And, um, like, there's something going on. And I don't... I'm not trying to say that um, necessarily... I'm not trying to imply what his what he's feeling about it. But it just makes me wonder... Um, you know, with this face headed into the game. And again, pardon pardon me for those of you who listen to the audio version, um, but you could check it out. Um, Shark Social Media, if you haven't already. But yeah, Matt Nieto walking into the Pizza Pizza Arena in Detroit. 
with the face that just looks like he was um maybe not in the moment that's all i'm going to say those are my two cents so let's um let's get to what's really important here and let's get to uh, introducing sharks territory to the new guys in teal and we'll start off with jacob mcdonald here and uh, Jacob McDonald, so he's 29 years old. He's a defenseman. He, they kind of have a Brent Burns experiment going on with him lately in Colorado. They've been having him at the wing. Uh, he's six foot, 205 pounds. He shoots left. And um, some of his accomplishments, as mentioned previously with Mike Greer's comments, um, he's been an AHL All-Star, uh, All-Star first liner and a second liner as well. And he was also an ECHL All-Stars um, uh, player as well. Um, for Sharks fans, or actually, he's just getting to his um career totals here. So he's had six years at an AHL level. He played 271 games. Um, he had 68 goals, 121 assists. Um, total points of 189. So um, you know, he's gonna pretty much he's going to the Sharks. So what I'm trying to say is he's gonna add some experience. You know, to the uh, to the main roster. At an NHL level, he only has four games, or excuse me, uh, four years, uh, 76 games, and um, two goals, 10 assists. So um, once again, he's a defenseman. They were kind of playing around with him, giving him like the Brent Burns experience, putting him on the wing, but uh, it didn't result in anything memorable. Um, for Sharks fans, if you want to compare him to somebody that you know, Jacob McDonald, you could compare him to Jacob Middleton in terms of similarity in quality of career and shape. Um, natural stat trick has him listed as a struggling top four shutdown defenseman for those in the community who like their hockey sprinkled with some analytics. Um, overall, McDonald had some good years in the AHL following the NCAA that has elevated his perceived potential to being close to a top four defenseman. But in reality, he's playing close to uh, contending for the top six. So, um, you know, we'll see what he will do and bring to the Sharks. I am just, I am just simply um, guessing that he'll be lacing up very soon, um, as is tomorrow. But let's move on to what we do know, and that is the next player. So, um, that is Martin, Martin Kaut. He's a right wing, 23-year-old. Um, so... He was a first. He was a first round pick as well. Just four spots before Ryan Merkley. He was um, selected in 2018. He's six two, 190 pounds. Again, he's a right winger, and um, he was selected number 16 overall back in 2018 by the Colorado Avalanche. Um, he's going to go straight to the CUDA, without a doubt. Uh, he has five years playing in the AHL level. 173 games. Uh, it's 47 goals, 52 assists for 99 total points. So um, we'll see if he could get number 100 until he has, um, you know, for being a young kid, he has quite the experience he's played in um, for his home country in Czechia. He's played um, in the NHL for four years. He only has 47 games under his belt. But, he's, you know, he's also played in uh, juniors from, like, age 17 through 20. I mean, um, it's looking kind of positive, if I could put a spit on it, even though, again, Natural Statric has him as a struggling top six two-way forward. Uh, he has 27 games, 219 
minutes, averaging about eight minutes a game. Um, on the upside, he's a Helenka Gretzky Cup gold medalist, and he's been trending on the cusp of having the first line potential until about 2019 when he began to dip, where he's kind of in his game where he's at now, being perceived as a second line potential uh, winger. But, you know, the question remains that the Sharks acquire him at the right time to help him reach his potential rebuild him back, get him on an upward trend, or will he continue on a downward, um, you know, downward trend? And, um, you know, the only way to find out is to stay tuned to the Barracuda, right? Um, so uh, these are the new acquisitions here in Sharks territory. And um, just for those to want to reminisce really quick, uh, Matt Nieto's numbers with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, he had seven years in San Jose. He's only played with two teams in his career. It's ironic. So um, obviously he started in San Jose and then he was claimed off of um, waivers back in uh, 2018, I believe it was. And then Sharks inked them again. And now we uh, send them right back to the, uh, you know, the Rocky Mountains over there in uh, Colorado. So his numbers with San Jose, that's all I'm going to focus on. He played 364 games until... He had 47 goals, 62 assists, for a total of 109 points. Um, Matt Nieto definitely was a fan favorite, especially um, given his Long Beach native treatment. I know there's some people out there who are a little confused, um, who are part of the Colorado Avalanche uh, fan base, about why he is known as Long Beach native. Well, that's where he's from. Uh, the story goes he grew up down the block from Snoop Dogg. And, um, you know, he's one of the, um, one of, not only is he California, uh, born, uh, NHLer, but you know, he's also Mexican American. So he's representing the Latino community. Um, so, you know, best of luck to you over there in Colorado, Matt Nieto and Ryan Merkley. And, um, now I'm going to get to the portion of this, uh, trade reaction here for, uh, the fan base. So we took to Instagram. All right, and if you want to take a part of this poll, you still have time. You can, um, you know, maybe mix up the results. We'll see how it uh, how it pans by tomorrow. But at the time of this broadcast right now, live, um, we asked the fan base, we asked Sharks Territory, did the San Jose Sharks get fleeced on this trade? And the Instagram poll results as of right now, and there's still plenty of time to partake in, you know, in this vote, have your say. Uh, just visit us at Shark City Hockey on Instagram. Right now, it stands 58% of Sharks territory feels that the Sharks got fleeced in this trade. Some Avs fans out there in the community weighed in, and they had to say some, you know, positive things about um, about Martin about Martin Koft and. Um, one one of, one of the things that kind of stuck out was that you know maybe he's not fast enough for Colorado's system. Who knows? Um, we'll find out. You know, I, I don't know if that's like a, a bad kind of compliment saying that the Sharks play slow, <laughs> or or if um, simply saying that you know Colorado was just too much too much talent. I mean, come on, they hoisted the cup right just uh, last season. So back to the point. Uh, my reaction, I feel the abs win this trade. 
the Sharks could have gotten more in return. Honestly, I know it's kind of a stretch or perhaps reaching. Choose your phrase to say that the Sharks could have at least gotten some type of draft pick compensation for Ryan Merkley. I think most of the opinions of Sharks fans and CUDA fans as of late may be clouding their judgment on Merkley's perceived value in the league. Lately, Sharks fans have highlighted that Ryan Merkley isn't the type of player that you'd want in a locker room or in the organization. Well, honestly, this type of slander that's been going around Sharks territory is ridiculous. And don't take my word for it. All right, so Scott Wheeler of The Athletic recently graded the Sharks prospects pool, and he ranked the Sharks having 17th overall in the league. Okay, uh, this is prior to Ryan Merkley's trade. He had this to say, and I quote, My understanding is that Merkley's trade request has more to do with finding an opportunity elsewhere than the Sharks just haven't felt comfortable giving to the player. And that's not, excuse me, and that is not about some of the character slash attitude questions that's followed Merkley for years in junior. He goes on to elaborate pretty much saying that this has nothing to do with some of the things that went down in his past. You know what I'm saying? Um, So you could throw that narrative out the window. And not to say that what he did in the past isn't an indicator of what type of, you know, teammate he can be. But I'm definitely not going to blow it out of proportion or hold him to something he did as a kid. All right. So um, the other thing that I've been noticing here is that um, need of a change of scenery is definitely being thrown around. Uh, need of a change of scenery, in my opinion, has been the creative way to say that both organizations swapped players who they both took in the first round in the same draft year, 2018. Uh, both teams having very high hopes for these players, and it just didn't work out. So hopefully by changing the scenery or just, you know, doing draft pick swap, you know what I'm saying, prospect swap, um, you know, perhaps the players will have a better outcome in their new, you know, their new um, caps. Anyways, and I, I just, you know what, I, really quick, my, my own my own opinion reaction is I don't really see, like, how they're going to improve or strengthen the CUDA or the Sharks when they're not even making it happen for the Eagles or the Avs. You know, I wish them the best of luck. I'm not trying to throw any shade. You know what I'm saying? It's easier to be said right here, uh, you know, um, when, I'm, when I'm not on the ice, right? Put it into work or, you know, doing that journey, having to, you know, pick up and, you know, put on a new sweater, like, you know, get on, get on a flight, Go be a part of a new organization, a new club, a new squad of, uh, you know, players. And then, you know, so I know how absurd it sounds when people, um, you know, like myself, um, not being an actual NHLer, have the audacity to try to say, you know, things like such. So I, I understand and I'm not trying to, you know, sound out of pocket. So now that I've explained myself and hopefully you understand my intentions, you know, I wish them the best of luck and. And um, I hope that they obviously don't just go out there and eat up minutes and have garbage time, right? I hope they find a way to contribute, but I just don't see, I just, I want to see it. I obviously can't see it now until they start playing, but um, I just don't see it trans, um, the transitioning happening considering, um, you know, the trend that they're on now. But who knows? Maybe David Quinn and John McCarthy could do something, you know groom the prospects and get something out of this um get some more juice out of this veteran um defenseman and who knows maybe they'll put him at wing too doubtful but we'll see um so overall my trade uh grade for this is a c purely for offloading merkley and getting the yellow out of here 
All right. Uh, both have a great opportunity with Joe Sackis, Colorado Avalanche. For me, I just feel like this was a epitome of the barter in the NHL. And in my opinion, the Sharks are in two players with higher trade value than those that they received. Again, I don't mean any disrespect. I'm just saying as a fan. Okay. So, you know, perhaps, you know, honestly, perhaps they even um, gave, gave um, players with higher potential. Okay. But in terms of fan interest, all right, in terms of, you know, when it comes to the wow factor of this trade, uh, for me, this trade is pretty much, it just feels like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Some of you out there might feel like, oh, well, this kind of feels like the same story. Like this happened already. Um, true, but just for the record, the last time Nieto played for the Avalanche, he was claimed off of waivers. Okay, just want to reinstate that. All right. Uh, Anyways, my bad. Uh, So speaking of being claimed off of waivers, that's my understanding of why Colorado was willing to trade Jacob McDonald to the Sharks because they previously put um, Jason Magna, a bottom six veteran centerman, on waivers, and he was claimed by our divisional rivals, the Anaheim Ducks. Back in December, so I'm guessing that they are not trying to lose compensation for, um, you know, again, I guess for McDonald because um, obviously it wasn't working out, so he wasn't going to be in the lineup. And um, you know, having Matt Nieto back, I'm assuming, just made sense for the Avalanche at this time. So, when will you get your chance to see the former Sharks and Cuda players again? All right. When are you going to see Matt Nieto and um, Ryan Merkley, for those of you who want to? Because I know you all feel some type of way out there. Okay. Um, when are you going to see him again here in Sharks territory? Um, so this is going to go down in, let me just double check here so I report it correctly, in April. Yeah. They'll be back in the springtime. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche are going to come to the Shark Tank to play the Sharks at SAP Center on April 4th. And the Colorado Eagles, their AHL affiliate, will play the San Jose Barracuda at Tech CU on April 7th and 8th. So, you know, you get a back-to-back doubleheader for those of you who feel like the Sharks got fleeced with the Merkley trade. I think that's what it really comes down to. I mean, I think Nieto is definitely like there's a sentiment there. But I think uh, Merkley, some of us out there still felt like he had the potential. But, you know, we'll see. Um, All right. So with that being said, let's um go into really quick here. The last game. So the last time we got together, um the Sharks dropped their first two games in a road trip, so the trend continues. Uh, the sounds of Sharks and Detroit Red Wings play their 100th all-time regular season game on Tuesday, and the Sharks lost in overtime 3 to 2. Uh, San Jose's dropped their third game in a row, obviously, on the road trip. It's an eight-game road trip, all right? So we're almost uh, midway th- through the through the journey on the East Coast. Pardon me. Um, obviously, tomorrow we got the Carolina Hurricanes, and um, immediately after that, 24 hours later, the Pittsburgh Penguins will preview those games a little later on the program. Um, things to take out of this game, Timo Meyer scored his team-leading 28th goal of the season. Meyer has two goals in a fight in the last three games. This is all following um, his agent pretty much confirming to San Jose Mercury News that they feel a trade is inevitable. We'll see what happens. Eric Carlson recorded two assists to reach 64 points on the season. Everyone's talking about EK64 puns now. We're waiting for that, that, that next point, pardon me. So he's your player to watch. He's your player to watch in, uh, this weekend. See, see if he could um, get to 70 
by the time we're done. Now I'm just dreaming. All right, and uh, other other uh, noteworthy news of this game is Kevin LeBanc was finally added back into the lineup after missing four games as a healthy scratch. Uh, for those of you who are new to Sharks hockey, um, a healthy scratch is essentially being benched. Okay. Um, it was a scoreless first. Um, back it was really a back and forth game. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. The second period is when the scoring began. Um, Detroit, they got the first goal. Um, Timo Meyer tied it up about five minutes after with his 28th. Tomas Hurdle, Eric Carlson got the assist on that. Um, everything pretty much went down in the second, right? <laughs> um, and then, you know, Detroit scored again. Who cares who scored their uh, their goals? Captain Logan Couture got his 17th of the season, which is nice because he's been on the schneid lately. Kind of been on a little cold streak. Uh, again, Eric Carlson got the assist. Jacob Magna got uh, his 11th assist of the season. And, um, you know, the Sharks dropped in overtime. They dropped it like 25 seconds in. Um, it was kind of sad, to be honest with you. Because I feel like the Sharks deserve to win that game. I really do. Um, again, it was a back-and-forth game. Sharks just couldn't take care of the rebounds, really. And eventually bit them in overtime. Um I'm a little disappointed on how Carlson and I believe Couture. They're just right there. I know the I know the home broadcast was like pointing out some other players, but they were like two of our, you know, like elite, supposedly right, our best players were right there, and James Reimer is like making snow angels in the crease. And you know, I mean, hey, Detroit got, you know, lucky, you know, call it what you will, you know, they got lucky, but Still, I, I really feel like the Sharks could have done a better job in cleaning, helping clean up the rebounds, but it is what it is. James Reimer should probably play in Butterfly and not in, you know, Snow Angel form, right? Anyways, uh, so the Sharks continue to plummet in the standings, and they currently hold a um, 8.5 chance of winning the NHL Draft Lottery as the fifth-worst team in the league. Uh, the Sharks will take on former team icon Brent Burns and the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow and the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday with, uh, you know, Sid the Kid. All right, so uh, we are going to preview those games. In, and, um, yeah, we'll preview those games and talk a little bit more about um, some Sharks hockey in just a moment. But first, um, we'll take a quick quick break and um, say hello to our friends here at DraftKings. Let's talk about the um, AFC-NFC Conference Championship games coming up. If you're a Bay Area resident, you know that's a pretty important game for you. And what's awesome is this time there's going to be no conflicting schedule. It's going to be a nice weekend of sports. Friday and Saturday, the Sharks. Sunday with, um, you know, your barrier football team. Let's hear about a little bit more about that right now. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down on Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can fill the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your wins with each leg you add up to 100%. It's the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy. Can the rookie quarterback lead the Bay Area's football team to a Super Bowl berth? In the AFC, you have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. In a rematch of last year's AFC Conference Championship game, will the Cincinnati Bengals repeat as AFC champions? 
or will Kansas City finds itself in its third Super Bowl in the last four years? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, welcome back to the Shark City Podcast, official podcast of SharkCityHockey.com, proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Don't forget to use the promo code THPN, baby. For all the details, check out the show notes. Um, so, once again, if you haven't heard by now, Matt Nieto and um, Ryan Merkley are now, you know, they're over there in Colorado. They are going to be Avalanche or Eagles if you're Merkley. Um, some fans out there, they feel like the Sharks got fleeced. They really do. Uh, we did an Instagram poll. So, again, I'm inviting you again to uh, you know partake in our Instagram poll. As of right now, we have 58% of you feeling like they got fleeced. 42% of you feel like they don't. So that's pretty solid. Uh, that that poll will be up for about another um, going into tomorrow, right before you know game day, which we're about to speak of next. I just want to wrap up my reaction here, my personal reaction now for uh, this whole trade um you know it makes me wonder if matt nieto perhaps asked asked for this trade now we've been talking about how mike greer um has an open door policy right so brent burns and ryan merkley they've already done it um, i'm not sure if merkley asked joe will or if he asked mike greer perhaps joe will that makes more sense but um for those of you who are unaware, Joel Will is the assistant general manager and of the Sounds of Sharks and the general manager of the Sounds of Barracuda. Um, so, yeah, it makes you wonder if Matt Nieto pretty much asked for a change of scenery or if, you know, maybe Joe Sackett reached out. Uh, makes you wonder if this was um, maybe the Sharks' way of, like, you know, taking care of, you know, one of their prospects that they had. You know, they thought they were going to have, like, you know, a solid future with perhaps like a top four defenseman on their main roster. And also Matt Nieto, who's, you know, done a lot for the organization outside playing hockey. I mean, a lot of you have fond memories of him for his uh, holiday sweater, um, you know, for how he contributed to that project for the Sharks. And, um, you know, he also did, I believe, the Bell Let's Talk and et cetera, the mental health uh, advocate stuff. So. You know, Matt Nieto and obviously, you know, his mustache. He was always doing, you know, for, um, you know, November or Movember. So, yeah, you know, um, best of luck to both players, honestly. Um, I know Ryan Merkley, a lot of you, again, feel some type of way. I personally think that he would have been a solid player for the Sharks. And, again, just to re, um, just again to react to this whole trade, I honestly think that the Sharks could have got a little bit more, maybe like a third or a fourth rounder. I may, maybe that's pushing it, maybe a fifth. And I'm and that whole that whole um, trade value. I'm thinking is coming from Merkley. So you know, call me crazy, call me what, call me what it is, what it is you feel. I pardon me as I take a sip of my tea. What it is you feel? Because you know, it. I, I don't care. Like I know he has himself kind of like um. You know, Merkley has a murky kind of past. <laughs> but honestly, like, he was a kid, and I think he's going to be in the NHL. We'll see um, what comes 
with the players that we get here? Are they rentals? I mean, the good news is that, um, again, it was like apples for apples, right? You know what I'm saying? So we got ourselves a restricted free agent contract coming up. So, you know, if things don't work out, maybe we get some compensation from him in um, the free agency period. And um, him being uh, Martin Couch in case, you know, it doesn't work out here in uh, Kuda country. All right. So let's move on. I think I've had enough reaction to a rather kind of um, lackluster trade, to be honest with you. A lot of us were kind of like, eh, whatever, here in Sharks territory. Um, so let's get on to this weekend here. Uh, the Sharks are going to play the Carolina Hurricanes on Friday, and they're going to play the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday, okay? So uh, this is going to be the 46th all-time game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, sounds like Sharks record against the Harry, uh, excuse me, the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> um Almost something like that um, that media report out there. They said the Canucks. Anyways, Carolina Hurricanes. 46 all-time game. Sharks are 22, 19, 0, and 4. All-time against the Canes. All right. Uh, right now, the Carolina Hurricanes are number one in their division, Metropolitan Division. They have 68 points with a 39-8 and eight record. Last game. They defeated Joe Pavelski and the Dallas Stars 3-2. Next game, tomorrow, baby. That's us. Um, let's see. Since we're talking about their previous games, let's go into the last five. Okay, so the last five games, Carolina's 4-0-1. Okay, so um, I just mentioned they beat the Stars 3-2 in overtime. Before that, they beat the Rangers 5-2. Uh, they beat the Wild 5-2. They lost a shootout to the Canucks, kidding, to Vancouver Canucks, and they defeated the Pittsburgh Penguins 2-1. to one. Um, As of right now, um, are, actually, excuse me, as of right now, the Sharks are projected to have 29.7% chance of winning this game. All right? That gives the Hurricanes uh, the favor to win 70.3% chance. As of uh, right now, Sharks are over like 240 Uh under 303 for the Canes, for those of you who are, you know, deciding where you want to put your change. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are 16th in the leagues for goals for at 154. Um, they're third in goals against 126, so it's not going to be easy to put this to put the puck in the net against these guys. Um, but, you know, we'll see what we can do. We'll try because the Sharks all time at PNC Arena. This will be the 15th game, but all time they're 4, 8, 0, and 2. <laughs> it's not looking good. We've only been able to collect 10 points in our entire history at that venue, PNC Arena. And the next day, it's not going to get any easier. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins will be the 46th all-time game against the Pens as well. Pretty interesting. Um Probably has to do with the fact that when we visit one squad, we always see the other. But anyways, um, NHL scheduling is very unique. Um, so where was I at? My bad. 46 all-time game against the Pens. Uh, 23-16-3-3 record against these guys all-time. Uh, regular season, obviously. Um, not going to even talk about the playoffs. Sorry, I brought it up. 
Uh, right now, the Penguins, as I get bored of talking about this team, are 24, 15, and 8. They have 56 points in the standings. They're fourth in the Metropolitan Division, so they are trailing Brent Burns and the Hurricanes. Uh, their last game, they won 7-6 against Florida. As a matter of fact, they are 2-0-3 in their last five. They've played in four overtimes in their last six games. So hopefully the Sharks will catch Crosby and the Pens a little bit on the weaker weather side. You know what I'm saying? Um, their last five games leading up to here, they played the Ducks. They won 4-3 in overtime. They lost a 5-4 overtime game to the Senators. They played the Senators again two days later, and they won 4-1. They lost 2-1 to one to the New Jersey um, in overtime, and they won 7-6 to six against the Panthers. So, you know, they've been, you know, they've been putting in some extra work, and let's hope that the Sharks actually, um, you know, maybe take a bite out of them while they're not at their best. As a matter of fact, we have a better chance of winning this game, 45.5% chance of um, winning the Pens or defeating the Pens. Um, they're still the favorites, obviously, uh, 54.5. That's as, as of right now. Um, as a matter of fact, I believe they um, they played a game tonight. They played the Capitals. By the way, Matt Nieto also played tonight with Colorado. There's some um, pitchers out there where he's like next to McKinnon. And I forgot who else he is, where they put his um, locker next to. But I believe um, the Pens defeated Ovi and the... Um, Capitals today in overtime as well. Let me just double check that really quick. Oh no, they lost in a shootout. Ha! Yeah, baby. So you know, they're not looking too hot in their last few games. Um, let's see if the Sharks could do it all time. San Jose, this will be the tenth game all time in PPG Paints Arena. Okay, uh, the Sharks are four, four, zero, and one. All right. Uh, kudos and extra points to you if you know where they played uh, previously. Who cares, right? It's the Penguins, but there's a Melon Arena. So the Sharks have um, 11 games in that venue. And that right there pretty much wraps up our preview for this weekend. Um, thank you to everybody who's been enjoying the program live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, this has been the Shark City Podcast for... January 26, 2023, Season 2, Episode 23. Um, don't forget to uh, follow us on social media. I'll start doing the plugs, okay? <laughs> My bad. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Shark City Hockey, across the board, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, um, Twitch, you name it. And um, you could listen and enjoy all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform, or you could do so by visiting sharkcityhockey.com where you could get video and audio versions of our entire podcast collection. I'm Aaron James. I'm signing off for the evening. Uh, let's go sharks. It's going to be a great weekend. We'll probably get together again and talk sharks hockey on Monday, unless the sharks try to sneak another trade in there. Like they did when we we're all watching the Barracuda game, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, do something major like move Timo Meyer or Eric Carlson. I don't think they're going to move Carlson this season. The more time goes on, I feel like if he's going to win the Norris Trophy, the Sharks fans deserve to be um, have that Norris Trophy, have San Jose Sharks, um, you know, name etched on it as well. You owe us that for every dollar we've given. I'm just kidding. All right. I'm Aaron James. I'll sign off. Thank you all. 
And, um, you know, let's go Sharks. Have a great, great weekend, um, great sports weekend here in the Bay Area. All right, till next time, have a good night.